What a weekend for the Cardinals. We'll take you on a quick roller coaster ride through it all. Does this finally solidify the Cardinals as legit contenders in the National League pennant chase? And I'll tell you why in the next two weeks, this team should pull away from the pack and move up in the overall NL standings and possibly catch the Mets for that number two spot in the National League. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffron. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou. Lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals, or do both. That would be a smart thing to do. I want to thank all of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. On YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Uh, last check, we were at 1,535 subscribers, which is awesome. I appreciate appreciate all of you guys who uh, have done that on YouTube. Keep them coming, man. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. What an October feel in August at Bush Stadium this weekend, and I'm here for all of it, man. I am here for all of the feels that happened this weekend. One of the things that I love about being a Cardinals fan and what I think is so special about Cardinal Nation is that even during a random series during the week, there's this buzz around the ballpark that you're attending something special. When I took my wife, who's a Cincinnati Reds fan, took her to a Cardinal game and she was like amazed at the turnout of how many people were there hours and hours beforehand in lines trying to get into the ballpark, into Bush Stadium. Yeah, sure, there was a bobblehead or something, but still, it, there's a buzz on the streets around the ballpark like five hours beforehand. It's, it's like going to a football game where there's like tailgating and stuff. It's fantastic. And this weekend was something special for the fans because not only did you have the defending world champion Atlanta Braves in town, not only are the Cardinals fighting to win a division title and prove to the nation that they deserve to be mentioned among the top teams in baseball, but it was also the Cardinals Hall of Fame weekend with the inductions of Matt Holliday, Julian Javier, and Charles Comiskey. Before the game started, they were doing the Hall of Fame inductions on Saturday. Matt Holliday's going in, and like Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright, guys that are still playing on the team now who played with Matt Holliday during his tenure in St. Louis, over at the Hall of Fame induction in their uniforms to support Matt Holliday. Where else does that happen? Nowhere that I'm aware of. It's just, it's cool to be a part of that. It's cool to be a part of Cardinals Nation, and I love it. And I hope you enjoyed this weekend as much as I did because, oh, gosh, that was fun stuff. Friday night's game, let's start there. Kind of a kick in the teeth, a little bit of a punch to the groin, stomp on the finger, just not a lot of fun on Friday night. You had rookie sensation Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. You knew things were going to be tough offensively. I warned you about that. This guy's awesome. The Braves, one of the top-hitting teams in baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, William Contreras, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley. They've got stud rookies in Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom. They're stacked. It's a really, really good team. Some people feel like they have a, a real chance at repeating as world champions this year. I mean, you look at the lineup, you look at the pitching staff, why would you think any different? 
Cardinals are coming off winning three of five in a four-day grueling series in Chicago against the Cubs. Now you got to turn it up a notch to face the defending champs. And you're going to do it without Nolan Arenado, who missed the last game in Chicago and on Friday due to the birth of his first child with his wife. And we honestly weren't sure if we were going to see Nolan at all this weekend. We had no idea. Uh, Cardinals get the early lead on, on Friday in the third inning, but things went downhill fast from there. The Braves score two in the fourth, three in the sixth, three in the eighth, three more in the ninth, and they blow the Cardinals out 11 to four. Strider, dominant for six innings, allowing just one run on six hits. He strikes out seven. The dude's tough. He's really, really good. He's got that outstanding stash. He's got those mega quads that they were showing off during the telecast. Uh, hitters couldn't lay off that high fastball, which is hitting triple digits. He's really freaking good. Uh, the game was closer than the score appeared, though. Quintana, he pitched good. Solid five innings, two earned runs, four total. Uh, seven hits, walked two with three. Again, not incredible, but a solid effort. Palante, he gives up a run. Stratton gives up a run. But Henesis Cabrera, he gets blown up again, and it was ugly. If there are children listening, be ready, because these numbers are disturbing, and they may bother some people. Uh, one inning, five runs, six hits, one walk. No strikeouts. Cabby looks cooked. He looks absolutely cooked right now. Things got out of hand enough that Andrew Kisner, the catcher, <laughs> had to come in and throw two-thirds of an inning. And he did better than Henesis Cabrera. He didn't allow anything. Uh, offensively, Tyler O'Neill popped his ninth of the year in the ninth when the Cards added three runs against the Braves' bullpen. Speaking of which, scary moment there, uh, that shot off Jackson Stevens' skull. How about that? That was freaky. Props to that dude. How tough is he? Walked off the mound with that that huge mega welt. But holy crap, that could have been really, really bad. But um, he walked it off, and apparently mild concussion is doing fine. So good for you. We hate to see that happen to anybody in the game. Uh, the game itself, just bad. Braves crushed the Cardinals 11-4. to And I think a lot of people may have had some doubt about how good the, this Cardinals team really is kind of crossed their mind because it definitely crossed mine because I'm like, oh gosh, is this is this what it's going to be like this weekend? Are we going to get embarrassed by the Atlanta Braves? But as I've said before, the beauty of baseball is that you could turn the page and reset quite quickly because you normally have to play the next day. And that's what the boys did. Friday, out of sight, out of mind, new game, new day. And they made some notable moves prior to this game. First, they send Cabrera down to Memphis, and they got to get him straightened out. He's been awful since the All-Star break. In 10 games since then, he's thrown 10 innings, has allowed 13 runs on 15 hits, including three home runs. He's walked five, and he struck out only one. This is Henesis Cabrera, who strikes out people regularly, and he's got one in 10 innings since the All-Star break. Opponents are batting 349 against him. He's got an ERA of 11.70. And I honestly, I have no answers for him. I really don't. I'm assuming there are some mechanical issues going on, uh, confidence issues for sure, but hopefully he gets squared away at Memphis because his stuff is legit. It plays at the major league level. Over the first three months of the season, he was great. He was solid. But he's got to go down and get things figured out. Uh, they bring up Zach Thompson, which makes a lot of people happy. A lot of comments, a lot of uh, tweets about Zach Thompson just being wasted down in AAA. Uh, Jojo Romero and Zach Thompson are now the lefties in the pen. Naughton and Cabrera now down in the minor leagues. Second, they activated Nolan Arnada, who you got to think saw his team struggle on Friday. He's feeling bad. And then like the scene out of Rocky II, his wife and newborn lying there in the hospital. And she tells him, win. 
and he leaps into action and starts doing the one-handed push-ups just like Rocky. He's bashing metal in the junkyard with a sledgehammer, squatting tree trunks. He's all inspired to go back to the ballpark and help his teammates out. Got the link for that scene in Rocky 2 in the description down below for you uh, YouTube watchers. And it's why I'm wearing my win Rocky win shirt today. Hopefully you can see that here. I'll stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Inspired by that. We've got the rundown on the much better games for the Cardinals uh, games two and three coming up next on locked on Cardinals. But first, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit because you're stoned. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The answer is wrong. The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. Way down when you're high. The stats don't lie. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. And that is what we call a buzzkill right there. You talk about a buzzkill, that's what's going on there. Putting other people in danger and yourself, it's not a good look. It's not something you want to do. A good teammate would not do that to the other team, right? Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. In fact, it's very, very stupid. If you've been using marijuana in any form, medicinal or on your own for some reason, do not, I repeat, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, you drive high, and you get a DUI. So let's go back to Saturday, where the Cardinals started Jordan Montgomery, and he's been outstanding for the Redbirds. 4-0, 0.35 ERA, so you felt good about him against Braves veteran Charlie Morton as far as the pitching matchup goes. Scoreless until the fourth inning when the Braves got back-to-back -back singles and then a three-run shot from their catcher, Travis Darnot. That puts the Birds in a 3-0 hole. Then Contreras doubles. Harris singles. 4-0 Braves. And now we're really starting to get nervous that perhaps the Cardinals are in over their head. We don't know if this team is actually as good as we thought they were. But the boys battle back. And in the bottom half, they get a key two-run home run from not any of the big boppers. None of the familiar names. Andrew Kisner. Pitcher slash catcher, I should say. Andrew Kisner. Kids. It's the two-run shot. He's batting 321 in his last 35 plate appearances, which is a welcomed, welcomed sight, considering that this team has gotten little to no offensive production from the catcher position this season. But he cuts the deficit in half. It's four to two Braves. Braves get back-to-back -back doubles in the fifth. They make it five to two. But again, the Cardinals answer right back in the bottom half. Goldie singles, new dad strength infused. Nolan Arenado rips his 27th dinger of the year, making it five to four. Cardinals are right back in this one, and it stays that way until the ninth when the Braves bring in closer Kenley Jansen. I have not been a fan of Kenley Jansen for a couple of years, okay? I just, I don't think he's that great. He has his moments of dominance, but if he was on the Cardinals, I'd be totally annoyed by this guy because I just, I, he just gets out of whack and it, and it would drive me nuts. But on this date, he plays for the Braves and that's great. He gets the first out and then Brendan Donovan has himself a nice at bat and appears to draw a walk, but Jansen gets the call on a high strike. So next pitch, Donovan rips a double and says, take that, Mr. Umpire. You're not going to give me my walk. I'll take two instead. Goldie's up next, and now the crowd is really starting to feel it. All right, they're on their feet. They're stomping. They're clapping. And I think it kind of gets into Jansen's head. I really do. He throws a wild pitch, just spikes a breaking ball, and you can just tell he doesn't quite have his sharpest stuff. Donovan goes to third base. Goldie then draws the walk. Arenado falls behind 0-2. We're all excited. We're like, what's dad's strength going to pull out this time for Nolan? Nothing. 
because he gets hit by a pitch, gets hit right there in the elbow. So now we got bases loaded for Corey Dickerson, who's been hitting very, very well recently. He tops the first pitch, one, like hits it softly right past the mound, just to the side there. And it has to go, and it goes to the shortstop. Dansby Swanson charges. He's got no play. The tying run scores. That brings in Tyler O'Neill, who gets ahead 3-0. and And then he rips the next one, and it goes foul by like two inches. Like two inches. So we're all like, okay, why was he swinging on 3-0 and in the first place? But anyway, uh, next pitch, though, he gets walked, and that's a winner. Cards get the walk off, walk, and they win it 6-5. to five. So. This gives me a chance to bust out my Tyler Bro-Neal towel. Yeah. What the? Stuck on my thing here. Yes. My man, Tyler O'Neal, gets the walk-off walk. So there we go. 6-5 victory for the Cardinals. Arnado goes four for four in his return to the team, and the pen gets it done in relief of Montgomery. Hicks, Romero, and Helsley throw four combined shutout innings to keep the cards in it. Hicks, two clean innings. Very nice. Helsley gets the win, goes to 8-1 on the season. And we go to the rubber match. Sunday night baseball, national TV. Here's where the Cardinals can really show off their stuff in front of a big crowd, not only at Bush Stadium, but the televised audience that is watching on ESPN. You've got Adam Wainwright against Jake Odorizzi. Cool stuff before the game. ESPN has Wayno mic'd up during his warm-ups, okay? And he talks about all the different things that he does during his warm-up. Also, uh... New lightning bolt hairdo. Pretty darn cool if you don't know the backstory on that. So uh, Adam's son got a lightning bolt shaved into the side of his head. And it was like, hey, dad, you should get one, too. And Adam, being the cool guy that he is, is like, hell, yeah, let's do that. I got no problems with that. And I got to admit, looks pretty darn sweet. It looks better than the dumb crap I used to get shaved into my head when I was younger. Like, uh, remember the vanilla ice, like the three lines? Oh, that's an ugly look. Anyway, uh, Wayno, rock star. I think we can all agree that we'd love to see him back with the Cardinals next year. And when he does decide to hang up his cleats, just judging from the things that, like, you know, we've seen him get interviewed on Valley Sports multiple times during games, but just his back and forth with the guys on ESPN, you can just tell he's good at this. And uh, he's will easily be able to pull off a job in the broadcasting industry if that's what he wants to do after he's done playing baseball. Personally, I'd be happy to work with you. J.D. and Wayno, it's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Wink, wink. Uh, both pitchers dealing in this one, though. We have a scoreless game going into the bottom of the six where the Cardinals are still hitless. Hitless. They don't have one yet. But Lars Newbar steps in with two outs, gets himself a hideaway fastball, knocks it down the line and left, and off the bat... Everybody, including Lars, thought it was going to be foul, but somehow, some way, it stays inside the pole by the cameraman, lands in a little well there. Solo home run, Newt's ninth of the year. We got a one and nothing ball game, and uh, we're off and running for the Cardinals, and uh, things are looking good. Things are looking great. Um, the Cardinals just casually decide, you know what? That was cool. Let's rip off three hits in a row. Donovan singles, Goldie singles, Aronado smacks one to left, two to nothing, Redbirds. That knocks out Odorizzi. Pujols pinch hits for Dickerson. We're looking for another dong, but no, that pops out. But the cards have the lead, and that's good. Wayno's cruising. Tyler O'Neill goes into left field for Albert because Albert can't play outfield. That would be stupid. Uh, top of seven, Braves get a leadoff single by uh, Rosario. Grissom grounds into a fielder's choice. Harris gets the single, and Grossman grounds out to a force out. We got first and third. We got two outs. The lineup's going to turn over now for the Braves. So this will be the fourth time that the Braves see Adam Wainwright 
Ollie thinks about it and goes, you know what? This is a good time to bring in Helsley. Face Dansby Swanson. I think this will work. Now, some people hated this move. And it is easy to say that now, that it was the wrong move. But the idea here is that Helsley is your best arm of the bullpen. This was the highest pressure situation of the game. So you want to bring in your best guy, and this time it just backfired. I mean, that's all I can really say about that. I mean, are you not trusting Helsley to get one out against another right-handed hitter? No, you are. He gets ahead one and two. I, everybody thought he had it in the bag, and then he leaves one of those triple-digit heaters right over the middle of the plate, and um, Swanson, his eyes light up, smashes it into the uh, right center field seats for a three-run bomb. That's his 17th of the year. And you just feel the air just whoof, leaves Bush Stadium. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? Expletives are flying. Fans are spiking their beer cups in disgust. Wayno, they show him after the home run. He looks like he, he wants to barf in the dugout when he watches it go over the wall. Everybody's like, man, should have done that. And in hindsight, it's easy to say to leave Wainwright in for one more out. But like I said, as dominant as Helsley has been, you like your chances there. And it just didn't work out this time. So the Cardinals are now down three to two. And it stays that way until the bottom of the eighth inning when Tommy Two Bags or Tommy Tank Shots, as we're going to start calling him, he keeps this up. Leads off against lefty A.J. Mentor and drills the first pitch over the visitor's bullpen at left field. Exit velo of 112. It goes 425 feet. Little Tommy Edmond just rocks one. Ties this game back up 3-3. Three to three, But like one of those cheesy late-night knife collection infomercials. But wait, there's more. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Lars Newbar walks. How great is this guy's eye? I was getting tweets and comments about Lars Newbar, they're like, dude, this guy just, he's got an obscene eye at the plate. Like, he's so good. He doesn't chase. He doesn't swing at crap outside the zone. He is what a leadoff hitter is supposed to be. Good speed, doesn't force things, takes pitches, will take a walk, doesn't need to, doesn't need to swing the bat. He's fine with getting on base that way. He's been outstanding in the leadoff spot. Donovan comes in, always a tough at bat. He tries to sack bunt here, but we get an error on Austin Riley at third. So we got two on. Nobody out for Goldie. Eight pitch at bat. You know Goldie's going to come through here, right? Negative. Mentor strikes him out looking. But remember, eight pitches there. So he made Mentor work, which is important. Okay, we got two on. We got one out. Nolan Arenado's coming up. Our other MVP candidate. He strikes out swinging on high cheese. Two out. Oh, crap. Now what are we going to do? Cards are going to waste this chance, aren't they? We're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. We're like, dude, they're going to screw the pooch on this one. This sucks. Two on, two out. Tyler O'Neill steps up. Hasn't even been at the plate in this game yet. Came in as a defensive replacement, but now he can be the hero. He could be the hero we all want. First pitch cutter called strike. Okay. All right, Tyler. What do you got for us here? Fastball up and away. Bro Neal tattoos it 423 feet onto the grassy knoll in center field. It's a three-run shot. His 10th of the season, 6-3 to three Cardinals. Woo! Good guys. Good guys. Having some fun at the ballpark. Don't look now, but Bro Neal, he's doing it again, Cardinal fans. He's got five home runs. 
17 RBIs in August last year. He got warmed up in August as well before going ballistic in September. If you remember, he hit 328 with 13 dingers and 30 driven in, was the player of the month, and he's got some tasty teams to hit against coming up here in the near future. More on that a little bit later. But Gallegos comes on in the ninth inning for his 13th save. Helsley blows the save with that home run by Swanson, but ends up getting the win because of it. So ninth win of the year. He's now 9-1 and one on the season. An electric ending to an outstanding overall series between two playoff caliber teams. That was fun. That was really, really fun. And after this, I think a lot of us, myself included, feel that the Cardinals have answered the question on whether or not they belong in the chatter as one of the top teams in the National League. I have no doubts they belong there. The way they battled against the Braves. You get the blowout loss in game one, but you you stay resilient. You come back in game two after falling behind. You complete that comeback in dramatic fashion against the Braves' closer, who's been really good this year. Then game three to come out on top in a pitcher's duel against their top left-handed arm and mentor. They maintain their six-game lead in the division, and their schedule over the next couple of weeks is juicy. It is so juicy. So let's get into this. Uh, They're going to be in Cincinnati tonight for a quick three-game set at Great American Ballpark to close the book on August. All right? Then they come back home for seven games. Three against the Cubs this upcoming weekend. Four next week against the lowly Washington Nationals. Then it's to Pittsburgh for a three-game weekend series against the Pirates. Then back home again for two against the Brewers, where you could put the Brewers out of commission in those two games. You take those two away from them, If they're not done now, they're going to be done if you win those two games. Uh, After the Brewers, you've got five games in four days. But this time it's at Busch Stadium. It's, again, like the Cubs series was in Chicago. But this time you're back at Busch Stadium. Five games, four days against the Reds again. So minus the Brewers, that'll be 18 games against teams with records below 500. In fact, their combined winning percentage is 385. They're below 400. And three of these teams, Reds, Pirates, Nationals, have three of the bottom five records in all of baseball. Like, you want to talk about a chance to really do some damage in the standings, not only in the NL Central, in your division, but to climb that ladder and try to get up there because you're not going to catch the Dodgers, I don't think. I think we can all agree that that's not going to happen. They've got 88 wins already. But the Mets, that could be a thing. You could get the number two seed in the National League. It's a possibility. And it doesn't get any easier than this in the National League. So they've got an opportunity here to do that. And it starts tonight in Cincinnati. you got Miles Michaelis on the mound. Now, Miles has faced the Reds twice this season with Batman villain two face-like results, all right? You got in St. Louis on July 16th. Seven innings, one run, three hits. A week later, he's on the mound in Cincinnati on the 24th, and I was at that game, and it was hot as balls, and he got shelled for six runs on seven hits and five innings of work. So which miles will we see tonight? That is the question. We don't know. Betting-wise, if I was to place a bet, I'm betting he comes out riding the wave of energy from last night's win and does well against a Reds team that, to be honest with you, is basically a triple A team playing major league games now. They've traded away former Cardinal Tommy Pham, who was their number three hitter. Uh, they traded away pitchers Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. All of those, go- they're gone. 
They were gone at the deadline. Joey Votto, done for the year due to shoulder surgery. Top catcher Tyler Stevenson, out for the year with a clavicle injury that he suffered against the Cardinals back in July. They still have got Jonathan India, the reigning NL Rookie of the Year, and infielder Kyle Farmer, who just hits the Cardinals very, very well. He always has. So they're solid. Uh, outfielder Jake Fraley has been a tough out since coming back from injury. Left-handed stick. He's got some pop. He's a good ball player. I like Fraley. But uh, this is not a good team. They're not. Uh, they are starting Chase Anderson tonight, who they just signed this weekend, if that tells you anything. He was toiling away in AAA for the Tampa Bay Rays as a relief pitcher. They are so low on starting pitching right now for the Reds that they had to sign Chase Anderson just to start tonight. They don't have anybody down in the minors they want to bring up or anything. They're like, anybody? They may want to pitch for the Reds against the Cardinals on Monday. Chase Anderson? Yeah, you? All right, let's, let's get you in. And then you face it, Justin Dunn on Tuesday and Mike Miner on Wednesday. So hardly tough pitching matchups. The Reds are four and six in their last 10, but those wins came against the Nationals and the Pirates, who we all agree suck. They're worse than the Reds record-wise this year. Uh, for the season, the Cardinals are seven and four against the Reds, but in Cincinnati, they tend to struggle a little bit. They're three and three. The Reds, for some reason, always seem to play the Cardinals tough. They, uh, they always look up to the Cardinals as kind of like the, the big brother of the division. And you know how it is when you're a little brother. You always want to show big brother that you can keep up with them. So treat the Reds like little brother. This is my advice to you, Cardinals. Bully them into submission. Do the little things smart. Don't relax on them because they aren't as good as you on paper. All right? Don't think like that. You got to shove them around. And when you get them down, you keep them down. They're cute little ballpark. It's a, it's a haven for offense. We know the ball flies out of the yard. You got to keep it down. All right? Keep the ball down. Force them to hit it on the ground to beat you. If the ba If they base hit you to death, so be it. Make them do it that way but you got to keep the ball in the ballpark. Home runs, they will absolutely kill you at Great American Ballpark. The Cardinals proved to the nation, at least my opinion this weekend, that they belong, that they're real, that they're one of the best teams, not only in the National League, but all of Major League Baseball. The Phillies just swept the Reds, all right? You're better than the Phillies. So anything less than a sweep in the next three, in my opinion, that's a failure. you got to take all three. You just have to. They're not a good team, nor should they compete with the Cardinals. So go for the sweep. Go for the jugular in this one. First pitch tonight scheduled for 540 St. Louis time. I'll be in attendance at the ballpark tonight, by the way. So uh, make sure you're, you're checking out our Twitters and stuff. I'll post pictures and stuff. I don't have a lineup yet. Maybe Albert will be in the lineup. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. He's bringing humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time right here on Locked On Cardinals.